Hey, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Uh, not much. What's going on with you? Not much. Just uh, sitting here enjoying the rain and the warmer weather, finally. Uh, dude, I'm actually doing the same thing a few, oh, few hundred miles south of you. Yeah, seriously. You are literally a few hundred miles away now. That's crazy. That's stupid. Yeah, that's far. But far. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, it's, uh, it's, what it, it's, it's the way it's got to be. Indeed. Have you been busy? Have you had any weddings recently? Uh, no, I haven't had any weddings in the past couple of weeks, but, um, this, a few days ago I was in, well, this past weekend I was in New York for a, uh, for a, uh, like a corporate shoot, uh, a couple of days. It was really, really easy. I've shot for these guys, um, the past two years in a row and, um, it's been in Georgetown this time they were in Manhattan and, Uh, yeah. It's nice so, when they put the bill for you there. I know. Yeah. They put, they put me on the 20th floor and I like had like a direct line of sight to the Empire State Building and wow, like practically could see Times Square from the place of the Eventi Hotel. It was awesome. That's cool. Not um, a bad deal. Yep. Got some street gyros and Defara pizza, of course. I'm really disappointed you didn't go to my favorite restaurant, the uh, Taco Bell and Pin Station. But yeah. That's never going to happen. So yeah. Topic for another time. I don't know. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, I had a wedding on Saturday, so I've been uh, nice going through those pictures. Yeah, it was it was freaking amazing. It was like sixty degrees outside the whole day and uh, warm, and they never could have predicted that being the case for a February wedding. Oh yeah, where was it at? Uh, I was in downtown DC, just across from Meridian Hill Park. Oh nice, Jos- Josephine. So it was, I think, a public building or a nonprofit organization that you know, makes extra money on the weekends by renting out weddings. And nice. it was actually really beautiful. So, yeah, awesome. yeah, it worked well. Other than um, the my, my assistant second shooter, uh, his car wouldn't start in oh, the middle bummer. of the day. So, yeah, I ended up at the end of the wedding having to uh, deal with getting his vehicular device back down to Richmond, Virginia, which was which is far, which is where you are. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. We just pretty, established pretty a couple hundred miles away. Yeah, it was it was tricky, but the wedding itself was great. That's so. awesome. Um, glad that went well. Isn't it weird when you have like just one weekend with no wedding? You technically have two weeks of basically yeah downtime. Yeah, I mean, you just. Obviously. I, I'm, <laughs> I found it interesting <laughs> that I was like, oh, I, it, you. you if you don't have like a wedding like every single weekend in, in a row, I still feel like I I feel a little off, you know. Yeah, no, it's weird. I, the wedding that I shot on Saturday, I hadn't had a shoot or I'm sorry, a wedding for for I think two maybe three weeks or two weeks. Yeah, and so yeah, just having that gap, like going back into it, is like oh man, this, this feels weird. Uh, I can't imagine taking. And extended. I mean, many wedding photographers take the season off or the um, you know the off season off. Yeah, for sure. Like legit, won't shoot actual weddings at all in the winter. And like, so that's three or four months. I can't imagine. I just can't. It. Yeah, that would be that would be <laughs> tough to, yeah. uh, to trying to put myself in that mindset. And it's just, I think I go crazy, just stir crazy, kind of. Even if you're meeting with clients or doing random engagement sessions, like it's just totally different than a well, full wedding. Yeah, and the whole you know the wedding day, you know, shooting at a whole wedding day, like that's that's the job. You know, I think yeah. in in a lot of ways, like when I think about what I do, I'm like that's my that's my job. Um, but you know, but and she, and everything else is kind of accessory. 
You yeah, know? no, exactly. Yeah, the client meetings, the emails, the portrait sessions. Exactly. That's all kind so you of can like you can have like a million of those and um, and not have a wedding, and you just still feel a little off. Yeah, that's true. I don't feel like I'm working unless I'm at a wedding, and yeah. even then, it's not like I'm working. It's still fun as shit, but you know, yeah. it's whatever. Um, can uh, we we have something? New, never before, never before heard. Whoa. At the uh, what's sorry, what's uh, that? At the Epic Podcast, um, that's a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, Woo. exciting. We have our first sponsor, and it's from uh, the kind uh, people at Photo Booth Supply Company. Yep. Um, Supplier of photo, photo booths. Yeah, yeah, you guessed it. Uh, their website is photoboothsupplyco.com, and uh, I've seen their product. Uh, set up at many conferences that I've spoken at, big and small. Um, they have a really great uh, presence, and um, uh, the the guy I know personally is Brandon. He's he's amazing, uh, really really cool guy just to hang out with. And uh, I've uh, I've come close to pulling the trigger on buying one myself. I'm I'm waiting for it. It's it's a it's quite an investment. Uh, you weren't familiar with them before this, I think, right? So you That's just correct. today you're learning all the different things that they do. But they're incredibly elegant. Uh, photo booths. I mean, the, the the entire footprint of the printer, the iPad, the camera, and the light is like I don't know, like two feet by two feet. Like it's all in one vertical, it's very compact, um, and yeah. s- very sleek design. Yeah, it's, I, like. I mean, their website is also done really well and helps kind of um, set the tone for how they approach everything. I think it's just it's just really elegant and thought thoughtfully put together. They start at uh, a good bit of money, about sixty nine hundred bucks, and it kind of goes up from there. But um, they do have financing options, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm just now seeing that. So if you need to kind of spread it out over some time. I mean, I think in it, it would totally depend on your market, but this is like an easy $1,000 to $1,500 uh, add-on for, for big weddings where people are interested in photo booths. Um, yeah. I mean, so you could recoup your investment in like six, seven, eight weddings at the most. Yeah, uh, and I, I honestly, I'm pretty sure I get, you know, I get an inquiry, you know, I get people asking, a client asking about... Um, about bringing a photo booth, probably every three or four inquiries. Um, so it's uh, it's something that people want. There's um, definitely demand for it. Yeah. yeah, and and that's just passive people asking. Like if you're proactive about uh, this is something I offer. Here's a, here's a blurb about it. Here's some samples of what here's it gives PDF, you. Like yeah, you know. I bet I bet easily half my weddings would would. Uh, book one and um anyway i I really love their entire design and approach because it's just it literally comes with a carrying case and it all fits into one or if you want some of the extra add-ons uh two um boxes kind of like a pelican case but maybe a little yeah looking so and it'll fit in a regular car you don't have to have an suv or a truck or anything like that which is really cool uh everything's like integrated with touchscreen tablet you can even order an extra um iPad, I guess it's an iPad. It might be a Microsoft Surface, actually, but either way, the software is uh, uh, able to be put on a secondary one, so you can have people looking at their pictures and and freeing up the bottleneck where people like take the picture and then sit there and stare at the screen. They can actually get away, go look at their picture somewhere else, and the next person in line can start taking theirs, which I think is a really cool feature. That's a, definitely a great feature. I've seen a lot of a lot of photo booth bottlenecks out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice when you can have an efficient. Um, you know, 
series of how it all happens and uh, get get the line uh, going quickly sometimes. But um, yeah, photoboothsupplyco.com. Uh, they will set you up with everything you need um, right right from their website and the FAQ. Uh, definitely, if you're if you're looking for a really elegant solution to a photo booth where you're not going to be playing IT guy the entire wedding, uh, I, th- I think it's a, a worthwhile investment. So Absolutely. go check them out. Yeah. Sweet. So speaking of the wedding day, um, we wanted to talk a little bit today about how we approach um, everything, literally <laughs> everything about um, about the wedding um, and how yeah, we basically, shoot it. yeah, I think this we go through from from A to Z the the morning when we wake up to when we're leaving at night, just not overly. Complicated in detail, but just give a sense of like what we're thinking for each part of the day, right? Yeah, it's good to have um, you know just kind of an, an like an overall kind of mental approach that you go into a wedding day uh, with. And so, yeah, I mean, and even though every wedding, practically every wedding, is different on, in some way, whether it's the schedule or the time that you have available to you at yeah, different parts of your schedule or, or different like traditions. Yeah, but even even with all that variety, there's definitely consistencies at every wedding with how I think about and approach things, and I think probably everyone. So, um, yeah. So what we'll be talking about is kind of a kind of a standard American wedding. Um, yeah, but, good point. <laughs> but these, you know, there's in in and by that I mean like there's uh there's getting ready photos, you know, a first look maybe, ceremony, cocktail hour and and uh reception. reception. Um and for, you know, for Indian weddings that's going to look different. Um for Asian weddings it could look um there could be more traditions and stuff, but yeah. this is a what you know the what we'll be talking about today is a basic kind of eight, template eight nine hour yeah. American wedding yeah yeah and yeah. you can take this and kind of apply it to any uh, you know other type of wedding but generally speaking this is kind of how we're how we're doing a, a standard quote unquote wedding and I guess actually it's best to start not on the wedding day but maybe the night before any any rituals or, or best practices you adhere to the night before when you're Getting ready to, I know you get like wicked drunk and just pass out every night. Oh yeah, I, I get wasted. <laughs> um, just make sure that I have a solid hangover for the wedding. <laughs> yeah, um, it really helps my, you know, my my thought process, creative process. Through. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, what I do the night before is um, I get all my gear together. Um, I take, of yeah. But even before that, I take a look at the schedule. Hopefully by then I've been provided one. Um, I just, I don't really ask for the client for much of anything other than uh, schedule. So I just take a look at the schedule, um, whatever emails have transpired between us leading up to this point, make sure I know kind of what special photos they need. Um, just have that in mind. Um, then awesome. I, I grab my gear together and um, I clean everything thing as best I can. Um, so you actually break out a couple of lens cleaners and, and yeah. wipe them down. I figure it's yeah. better to cool. do that the night before than the day of. Um, yeah, that's fair. Although for normal event shoots, I'm doing that either at the event or not at all. Um, but <laughs> you know, but I but for a wedding, it's so much more important. I think it's so much more is riding on um, on the wedding photos. That I just want to make sure everything's in a row. Plus, you know, I could, you know, regale the podcast listeners with any number of 
horror stories of me forgetting <laughs> gear or you know oh. things like that. Um, yeah, I, my, for me, the biggest thing is uh, batteries. I, I make sure and yeah, have three. Three batteries at a bare minimum, fully charged or charging. Usually, it's close. To, it's four, um, even though I never really ever go through that fourth battery or need to put it in. It's, it's batteries, memory cards, uh, fifty and a twenty-four. As long as I have those, everything, every yeah. other peripheral is like whatever, uh, except maybe the flash. That that's also pretty important to have one. But yeah, as long as I've got those things ready to ready to rock, uh, I I sleep easy. That yeah. <laughs> and speaking of sleeping easy, I set. Like three alarms. I sit two on my iPhone and one oh, yeah. other one. Uh, completely old school, crappy alarm that I've had that has never, never oh, steered nice. me wrong since high school. So that's, that's <laughs> I great. literally have that one at my bed. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's a, if it's an hour or two drive to the wedding, I definitely wake up plenty early. Uh, I don't know if you have any standard time you try and get there early. Normally, I. I don't walk in the door and start shooting until like right when I'm supposed to, or maybe a few minutes before. But sure. I get to the area within a couple blocks or a walkable distance. Uh, for my preference, is usually about an hour, maybe even two, sometimes two hours, because I like to then go ahead and just eat lunch in the in the area or somewhere close. Um, and then if I happen to hit traffic or something and I'm crazy delayed, I'll just skip lunch, and uh, and deal with it <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely rare, um, but. setting yourself up for success means getting there early so um yeah i my my general rule of thumb has been like i try to be there 45 minutes early and if i get there 15 minutes early cool um or if i get there right on time cool but i never i'm i'm trying to be yeah about a 45 minutes early if if not if not earlier yeah, uh, my favorite weddings are the ones that start at like two or three because then it's just perfect for for eating lunch on the way, mm-hmm. and uh, and generally traffic's not too crazy. But um, you know, in our area of the country specifically, that's something we seriously have to consider. I don't know that I've ever been late to a wedding, but I've certainly arrived like right on time, and it's just the most stressful thing in the world you can't do to anything be looking more at your clock about. every every 30 yeah. seconds wondering <laughs> if the traffic's going to clear or you know if you're going to be you know, even one or two minutes late. It's just the worst feeling ever um, compared right. to being one or, one or two minutes early. It's like, right, because, and, yeah. and the thing is, the reality is brides, and this is from somebody who's gone through a wedding, like, uh, any... The point is brides can be totally cool, but sometimes even the best the best clients that you really love can still be stressed out. Um, and if you arrive late to their wedding, like they can flip out. Um, yeah, I've I've heard of it happening. Again, I've I've never been late to a wedding that I know of, um, but I've heard of people that have been late to weddings. And the bride can the bride all will almost always like flip out a little bit if you're yeah. a little bit late. It's weird to see what little things can can be the tipping point of like <clears throat> crazy. <laughs> and yep. um, even something like the wedding that I did this past Saturday, <clears throat> one of the things that I always kind of jokingly but also like seriously listen to me uh, about is, is bow ties. If groomsmen have to f- 
tie their goddamn bow ties, <laughs> and they need to fucking have that started an hour before they're yes. they're ready to like do anything. Yep, because it is just so common. I'd say practically one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, uh, nobody there is as good at tying bow ties as the as they've assumed or yes, as, or as, as they've they think they are. And they've never tied it on someone else, or they can only tie it on themselves, sort of halfway. Um, and, and unfortunately, the, the wedding that I did this past weekend, I was like, yeah, you should start now, like an hour before they were going to do their first look. And they were like, ah, they started, that was like the last thing they were doing. And uh, only one of the groomsmen really knew how to tie one. And he, you, it's such a weird thing, but I've had to tie, not bow ties, but regular ties before for grooms really? that didn't really feel like they were doing a good enough job. So I just did it for them okay. after a while. And you have no idea something that easy, simple and, and kind of small in your mind. Uh, it's kind of like an everyday task, you know, tying a tie. But when it's a groom on his wedding day, you're nervous. Oh, you yeah. don't want to be the reason that something is wrong with the way the groom looks, no matter how big yep. or how small. And, and it's stressful in a way that, like, when you add, combine it with a time crunch, like, you're shaking with nerves. And... Uh, Particularly with bow ties, like you know, one one move can be mean make or break that bow tie uh, and the way that it looks. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. And so um, I don't know how we get on that, but one thing we did skip over uh, for us is like, what what do you wear? Do you wear something consistent, or do you change it up every wedding, or what do you what are you putting on in the morning? Well, right now, um, I mean, up until now, I've I've pretty much just worn all black to a wedding just to try to to fit in. Uh, but it's, you know, I wear like a, but like a button down black shirt with a collar, but I'm just pretty much totally ninja, like all black, black shoes, black pants, um, black shirt, just to kind of establish myself as like, I'm the only person at the wedding completely in all black and like, and I'm very, very quick on my feet and stuff. And it, it kind of lends, lends itself to being fast and shooting well. What, what about you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm the same way. Black button-down shirt, no tie. I got these cool shirts from Amazon.com that are kind of out of Japan or Asia. So they have this really interesting sewed-in pocket square thing that gives it a little bit of a, a, a more formal stylish look which is cool but I, I literally bought like 20 of the same exact shirt and I have uh, like five or six pairs of the exact same black pants yep. and so I never have to think the night before the wedding oh do I need to wash my clothes what am I going to wear I know I always have it on, <laughs> on a hanger or in a drawer and I just throw them on I don't have to think about it and for me I know this is kind of a, all over the map in terms of preferences but all black is key <clears throat> because I I, I don't want to look like a wedding guest. I want to look like the photographer. So if somebody needs to find the photographer or has something that's like, oh, you know, did you notice this? Like, this might be worth a photo. Yes, that can be a little annoying, but at the same time, it happens often enough that it's like, oh, shit, yeah, that's awesome. I need to photograph that. Yep. that it's, it's good that you're identifiable as a Absolutely. photographer. And one of the great things about wearing all black is that I think you can get away with a little less formal pants and a little less formal shirt in sure. that we don't wear a tie because they see you're wearing all black. Clearly, you thought that through. Oh, this must be just what he wears to a wedding. It's fine. Versus like maybe black pants and like a red shirt or something that's like, hmm, he doesn't look super dressed up. Yeah. I wonder why. You know, it's like when you're wearing all black, clearly it's done with intention and 
I've never, no matter how formal or how casual, I've never had an issue. The only time I change it up is if it's a really hot, like beach wedding in the Caribbean, I'll wear a white button-up shirt yeah. and uh, black pants, or sometimes white or white pants. But um, yeah, yeah, and, and that that can work. You know, that can be different for everybody. But I really like being, yeah, be, I really like being the photographer and and having everyone at the wedding know that I'm the photographer. Yeah, there's no reason to look like. Uh, an Uncle Bob. <laughs> uh, it's just silly. Uh, it really is when you actually think about it. Like, mm, like, like you said, we're moving around quickly. We're in and out of situations fast enough anyway. It's not more obtrusive to be dressed in all black. The only time it gets a little awkward is when you have three videographers also wearing all black. That's then true. it starts to look kind of like a swarm, swarmy mob. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, that's a whole nother topic. But um, yeah, yeah. So it, that, but that was a big thing for me is just getting a bunch of the same shirt never have to think about it in the morning it's just like mm-hmm. this is what i wear done um also uh, it helps with if you do any amount of night shooting it's just easier to have somebody wearing black you just have less issues with um showing up in the frame or something like that if you're trying to hide the person behind yep. the, your couple as you light them and, and all sorts of stuff so um yeah yeah cool okay awesome so, so um when you get to the wedding, when you arrive, and hopefully you've been there for a little while, you're on time and everything, you show up to the bridal suite, um, what do you do? First of all, I hope that I, I desperately hope that I remember what their faces look like. <laughs> I really, I need, every meeting I need to just snap a, a cheesy picture so that I can remember people's faces. Because sometimes I haven't met, you know, met with these people a year or, or longer ago, yep. and they, did, they didn't do an engagement session. It's it's like, oh, crap. And this past wedding, this past weekend, the groom had an identical twin brother who was a groomsman. Oh, so dude. it's like, oh, he looks familiar. But thankfully, he was, you know, the groom went out of his way to say, hey, Sam's good to see you again. It's like, okay, that's him, obviously. But oh, dude, I, call. I got to tell you, that's, that's so funny because one time that actually did happen to me where the bride <laughs> or the groom had an identical or he wasn't an identical twin, but he was like very close. close. enough, yeah. And I, I kind of... I had seen the bride, talked to her and everything. So I went over to meet with Ben and I go over and I like, I like walk over and I, and his back is to me and I like, I like tap him on the shoulder and he like turns around and I'm like, Ben? And he's like, I'm James or something like that. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, and he gave me this like really weird look. And I was like, wait, he's like, Ben's my twin brother. I'm like, he didn't tell me he had a twin brother. <laughs> um, that's good. That At really least you can play that off. Yeah. yeah, but it was so funny. I was like, whoa, dude, you guys look exactly the same. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it can be a little tricky. And it's like, yeah, if you walk into the room and everybody's like, hey, Sam, and no one says, like, right. <laughs> you know, shake, comes up and shakes your hand, it's a little bit... Uh, like I think you're the bride, uh, but thankfully that happens rarely enough that I've, I've not had to go out of my way to, to change anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, first thing I do, uh, usually it's the bride's room. I walk in, say, "Hey, you know, it's great to see you again. How's everything going? How's the rehearsal dinner?" Kind of just small talk, conversation about how she's feeling, get a sense of if there's any problems <laughs> for sure. Which you will and know then, immediately, by yeah, the way. Like yeah. if there was any issue, they'll be like, "It went great, but you know, yeah. my." father-in-law was kind of being weird or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, totally. Um, it's, uh, yeah, but normally, I don't know, nine times out of 10, it's all, all well and good. Yeah. And I, and I immediately first question almost always after that is, 
do you have any uh, special details set aside that you want photographed? Is something hopefully really small, rings, maybe the shoes, dress. I put it on them to decide that stuff for me. I never go out of my way to ask for like the shoes or the dress because, frankly, I really don't care. I'm going to take pictures of the shoes and the dress throughout the day anyway. Why does it need yeah. to be in a you know in a shop by itself necessarily is is beyond me. But if they want that, I'll make it good and I'll make it happen. So that's kind of my first thing. And I just to give a little buffer between like me starting to be in everybody's face with the camera and and everything, I, I steal away with those details very quickly to just uh, get, knock those out and get them done as quickly yeah. as possible. And you and that's a great time to do it as well because um, you know yes, there's you know you can start shooting, getting ready photos, but you're not gonna get like perfect photos for perfect awesome getting ready photos until she's done getting her makeup on anyway so yeah um you know so the best move is just knock those details out as soon as you can and then hop on to what's really important which is the people um yeah totally it's the worst thing to be sitting in a corner with a pair of shoes and hear all this laughing happening down the hall or in the other room or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah That's awkward. I hate that. But it gets, you know, people see your face and know who you are. You know, you're the photographer now. Um, uh, Okay, he's, you have to remember, this is most people, it's very unusual for them to be around a a camera, like doing everyday tasks, like putting on lipstick or or whatever. Um, So it's nice to just kind of give them just a few minutes of space and then come right back in. And one of the things that I have started doing is actually, um, whoever's in the makeup seat or maybe getting their hair done, I actually kind of hit the floor. I get get down low, um, whereas I think psychologically that actually makes people feel more comfortable and, like, not commanding, but right, just, so like, not okay, hovering you're not over towering. Them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I love starting with a few wide shots. I, one consistent thing I try and do just to set context really well is kind of do, if people are set up in a way that this works, I kind of do a shot with the, the hotel or the room door cracked open and then mm-hmm. like shooting through the door. I do that pretty consistently just to give a sense of like, oh yeah, this is where we were. <laughs> um, and, and hopefully you can compose it in a way that actually you see people on the makeup chair or whatever, but right. it's something I like to look for as an option. That's great. Yeah. But in general, I don't have any go-to like, I mean, getting ready pictures are just, are just that You're just, you just sit there and, photograph them getting ready, some close, some far, change it up with some prisming. That's the time of day that I recommend most people try something new if they've never done it before, like a technique or a, um, an approach that, uh, you know, you have a static subject in front of a static light source. Um, if at all I can turn off lights, I try and do that. Uh, and hopefully people have already set up next to a window. Uh, that's, that's generally the best for skin tones. And uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Any other words about getting ready? So basically, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think just establishing myself as the photographer is also really important. Um, establishing my presence at the wedding as like, I'm going to be everywhere. I, 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 t- I tend to tell the bride that like, I'm going to, you know, no matter what you're doing, no matter what every, you know, what's happening, I'm, my goal is to be capturing everything. And no matter, and, and basically to say, let everybody know that they need me. Just tap me on the shoulder, grab me, 
Yeah, um, and and I also I forgot to mention I try and make a, a little announcement. Sometimes I forget, but like, hey guys, I'm Sam. Uh, you know, if at any time you need me to leave or, or stay out of the room for a few minutes, like feel free. I don't, you know, just let me know. Uh, just being a guy around, you know, ten women getting ready and changing and all that. Um, you want to make sure they feel uh, yeah. empowered to to tell you to go, <laughs> and yeah. no pressure to like, uh, you know, let me photograph them naked or something, right? Uh, which has never happened, thankfully. Um, but the um, so I also wanted to say if you have a second shooter with you um, generally that's the time to send them over to the um, groom the groomsman yeah. suite and just chill with the groomsman so the groomsman can get an idea of the assistant and or get a, get an idea of your second shooter and um, yeah, and it's so great. And one of my favorite things is now is having the Apple Watch. If you have a second shooter with the Apple Watch, it's so easy to stay oh, in yeah. touch with them and just keep them uh, keep tabs on everything because you know the message won't go unseen. If you need to text them back and forth and start arranging, like, okay, is he getting close to ready? Can we send him out for the first look and stuff like that? So much nicer. Whenever I had just my iPhone, which I generally would keep in my camera bag, I would take 15 minutes to like check my phone and see what's up. Yeah, and uh, sometimes that's a problem. <laughs> it is nice but, having that watch on your wrist, and you can just you can receive it, messages, and you just look at it, and you got it, and you're good to go. Yeah, um, which I yeah I really really like having that on the on the day of as well. So um, so let's talk for a second about first look. Um, sometimes that's when the, that happens. I mean, what kind of percentage are you dealing with in terms of I first look? I tend to sway people against doing it unless they have <clears throat> a you know, real nervous uh, situation in terms of like they just need it to feel more comfortable and calm on the wedding day. So there's no anxiety, you know, but... Um, but you know, when you're looking at a normal wedding schedule, if the only time the first look makes sense a lot of the times, it's like three in the afternoon, four o'clock, sunsets at eight or nine. That's just much more difficult light Absolutely. to work with. Absolutely, yeah. So if they do want to do one, I try and say like, great, let's go for it. It'll be awesome. Uh, we'll spend a few minutes doing that before we go to the ceremony. Maybe do some family pictures if everybody's ready, but please, I prefer to do that after the ceremony. Um, we can do a first look, but we're not going to do many pictures. Let's just have you guys see each other, then you get 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 going, and we save the... Um, portraits with the bride and groom and bridal party until after the ceremony yeah, uh, when right the after the family better. when the light is better because it's just uh, more efficient I mean you're going to be shooting in easier light which means you can roll through those pictures a lot faster and you don't have to be selective and, and so precise with your placement and and, and don't yeah. and the other thing is don't don't be afraid to like I, I like you know I've I've just been a fan of not being afraid of telling the bride and groom what you need, like, or what would be best in this scenario. Yeah. Like, obviously, they they have the choice. If they're like, we're doing couples photos right now. You're like, okay, we're doing photos right now. But if you have, you know, you stepping up and saying, hey, you know, let's do the first look. Sure, this is going to be awesome. We knock it out, and and you're like, hey, why don't we? Do couples photos later when it's better. Uh, the light will be better, um, and usually, you know, and hopefully you've already worked this out beforehand. Um, but if not, they're usually pretty like amiable to, okay, you're the photographer, let's do it. You know, you know, what's best. I've gotten lots of lot, you know, a lot of, of, of clients have said, you know, you're the photographer, you do, do, do the thing and, and uh, we trust you. 
Yeah, even now, I still get couples that are like, what's the first look? Like, this is their first time going through it. That's Many true. people have no idea uh, what what's best or recommended, including, like, what time of day is best to shoot. <clears throat> Many people think, you know, midday is best because it's the brightest. <laughs> Brand- yep. like, isn't that good for photos? Like, nope, it's not. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, feel free to, to, people will listen to your recommendations and they're spending thousands of dollars on the photos. They want them to look good. So they'll, they'll go, many times they'll go out of their way to, to you know, yeah, make you happy and comfortable. Yeah, yeah they'll come towards you. Uh, hopefully they'll come towards you a, at least a little bit. And then Do there's have, pl- plenty uh, of I clients, gonna, I was just going to uh, say, there's plenty of clients that are, that will not budge anything. They've got the schedule and that's fine. You just got to roll with those people. Totally. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially when there's a planner involved, that seems to happen. Yes, you have to remember that oftentimes a couple is doing something because a planner recommended it, and they don't care either way. It's just the it's just what the planner right. prefers. So you can still voice an opinion, even if it's if that's the situation. Um, the other thing I was going to ask: Do you have any consistent? So for me, I generally take the groom out first if there's a first look. Have him sit there and just kind of brief him on like, you know, don't turn around until she gets your attention, whatever way she chooses to do that. Um, yep. And uh, and that's about all I tell him to do. And you know, it might be, tell him, maybe it might be a five or 10 minute wait, so just hang tight. <laughs> and I think he just sits there stewing in his own nervous sweat for 10 minutes. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's good for a groom. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think Built a groom should, yeah, should, <laughs> should uh, you know, have some, have some stewing time. Um, but, um, I, I usually, for me, I've been in too many situations where the first look was just not, there was just no spot to do like an ideal first look. So I have to really set up the shot so that I know exactly how to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that in those cases where I'm dealing with a very limited shot um, where the first look will look good, uh, mm-hmm. I will just briefly educate the groom. Like, I'm going to have her tap you on your left shoulder and you if you, it would be great if you could turn around you know on your left side and then that's but that's about it as well you know i'm, I'm yeah, pretty hands off sometimes i do that if the lighting is just horrible the other way exactly but that would be i try not to get in their head too much like that's even when i'm posing clients for for portraits like i try not to give so much direction that they're just overthinking it right yeah 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 but, really i but, just try yeah. to keep it very simple hey tap him on his left shoulder so that he can turn around that way and then that'll be my mm-hmm. good shot so nice nice um, yeah uh, that's about it for me in the first look it's not i try not to overcome i give them i shoot through the entire thing and then i just wait for them to get so awkward standing there not knowing what to do that it's like okay congrats guys good <laughs> <laughs> i try not to uh approach them until clearly they're looking at me for guidance i'm like okay are we done with this <laughs> yeah how long do we uh, yeah so um, after that's the ceremony uh usually or like a few more getting ready photos before the ceremony and then they line up um so what yeah, do you do? Uh, I usually ceremony? plant right in the front of the aisle, like just knee down. I'm still patent pending on my uh, knee pad, dressy black pants. Oh, dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> mine's mine's already in in competing with yours. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm usually right right near the family in the front. Um, no need to reinvent the wheel on that. That is the that is where the stuff is happening. It's great if you have another photographer to get like a from behind shot or something. But usually those are kind of. They're kind of whatever. Yeah, they're just whatever, unless the venue really lends itself with a huge train and crazy, huge parallel lines or something. Like, 
I, I don't worry about that. I just uh, photograph people as they're walking down the aisle. Simple as that. Every single person that comes down, uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. <clears throat> Bride and uh, her father walks down. I, I get up and kind of walk back with them as they get close to me. Um, and I kind of hover and through the whole handoff to the groom uh, off to the side. That's probably the closest I'm going to be to to everything up front until after the, he, he's handed off the bride and he goes and sits down. I take pictures of all that and then kind of float around to the back, get a couple wide shots, stuff like that. So That's my general approach, yeah. So a question for you um, is what do you do to um, – and I'm – Apologize, we never we didn't go over this before we podcast. We decided to podcast, but what okay. do you do to like switch up ceremony shots to so, or, sorry, processional shots um, to um, I don't know to like not get bored or you know or not feel like you're in like a zone where every single processional shot from every single wedding looks exactly the same. Um, what do you do? I, I, to mostly, shake it it's up? a lens choice. Uh, you know, ranging from I don't shoot them always with an eighty-five or always with the fifty. Sometimes I shoot them mostly with a twenty-four to get mm-hmm. just that awesome wide shot. That's mostly where I'm going. I mean, it's hard enough to know that they're going to be in focus because this is oftentimes your most this and then entrances into the reception, like the announcements from the DJ. Those are the two probably most difficult scenarios for autofocus, <clears throat> yeah. which is like the highest risk then by default because you know I probably miss half the focus on those pictures because people yeah. are physically moving at you. So I, I don't go too crazy. I've done some prisming and, and certainly done some foreground framing through like flowers and stuff like that, but yeah. I just wait for the environment to kind of dictate that ability. Um, cool. I, it's, it's only a few minutes in the day, so again, I don't go out of my way to reinvent the wheel on that. Um, and I'm perfectly content getting some standard stuff. I mean, that's the time of day where I'm generally going for the full, full body picture. It's probably the only time I'll go out of my way to like get a full body with the dress and the shoes shot of somebody. I don't right. do that during bridal pictures at all or anything with the bridal party. Usually I crop it at the waist. Um, uh, but, uh, but then when they're walking down the aisle, yeah, it's usually a full body and then a little bit tighter shot and that's it. Um, so yeah, do you do anything? Is that something you try and change up every wedding? Or I tr- I try to I try to gauge I try to, as soon as I get there, kind of figure out oh is like is fifty you know is fifty viable like what what is I just kind of like look through what does it look like if I don't like how it looks at fifty then I'll try eighty five or maybe twenty four if it's like if like the room looks really awesome or if it's yeah. outside or something. Um, yeah. Or if it's a very, if it's a more casual wedding too, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll think about the 24 because, um, you know, your lens choice definitely, definitely lends itself to particular styles of weddings. So like, yeah. you know, if, they, if it's like a super crazy, like imagine like you're at a like super crazy club or something like that, you don't usually see, you know, super tight crop photos of people. You see like a, you get like a wide shot with like lots of people being all crazy and nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a wedding that's like, you know, very like bohemian or whatever, or like, or there, or, you know, or everybody's like really fun. Sometimes it might behoove yourself to get some of those people reacting in the processional shots. Um, sure. and it's all just a kind of about like your client and you, you, of course, like there is a Sam Hurd look, there is a Nathan Mitchell photography look, um, you know, generally speaking, but 
there are ways, but it, this at the same time, it's not, you know, you shooting, and I've said this before, but like, it's not the Sam Hurd photography show when you go, when you're, when you're at a wedding, it's, yeah, you're there absolutely. for your clients. Yep. Um, and whatever they, you know, who, who they are should dictate how you shoot, um, at least to a certain extent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, so yeah, I mean, just kind of, just kind of judging what's going on and, you know, and just from a basic photography standpoint, trying to understand what is the best way to shoot the, as something as standard as a processional, yeah. um, in a way that makes sense for that client. And one of the reasons I try not to reinvent the wheel too much is because I I want to be in a space that has a clear, good view of everything, but completely out of the way of the groom. <clears throat> I will almost never crouch down on the left side of the aisle, right in front of where the groom is standing, especially if there is no first look. That's a really like, good point. I want to be the fuck out of the way so that when they make eye contact, my ass isn't in his foreground. <laughs> like seriously, it's really like I want to be off to the side. I want them to have that clear line of sight, and I. Don't want the bride to see a big, you know, giant blob of a photographer right down the middle of the aisle either. Like, in her direct it, line of sight to the I want her yeah. eyes to go straight to him, not not be pulling away at like my giant camera lens or body or something. Like it's just not worth it. Um, that I'm very sensitive to. And uh, <clears throat> and then of course, like you said, that is a great time to get reaction shots uh, from mm-hmm. parents as they're sitting down and looking back and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I just kind of hunker down down and try and do better storytelling than than creative pushing the envelope stuff for that. But um, yeah, the rest of the ceremony, I generally hang back. I don't know about you. I'm pretty sure you're the same. I'm never up right next to them or within like a one or two foot radius of closeness no. unless it's an outdoor on like just the side of a field or something. Then I do get a little more comfortable standing directly behind them or next to the officiant. But even there, I try and shoot longer just so that I'm not um, stealing anything from the moment. That's like, you know, at the end of the day, this has to be an experience for them, not just not just photos. Absolutely. This <laughs> yeah. is, n- yeah. And again, like, you're there to capture what's happening, not necessarily be a part of it as much. Um, yep. And um, there are plenty of photographers that, and there's a few photographers I know that that have a totally different style that honestly they're part of the wedding um as much as they are shooting it and that's fine I think I think that's more of a kind of like an editorial style um of shooting and and that's that's fine for those brides that you know that want that kind of intense hands-on experience but for me I would rather document what's happening and really observe and mm-hmm. you know and and capture kind of the flavor of of, of what's happening rather than be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. And that's and one, one like, of the things that's yeah, also yeah. why well I was just gonna say that's also why I shoot you know in all black. I don't really mm-hmm. wanna make my presence too known. Yeah, totally. Uh, and one of the things we kind of glossed over, but the ceremony is when I generally have the most equipment on me in terms of like two camera bodies and then a bag full of lenses. I can't stand these uh, hold fast uh, strappy things because it's like you're, it's impossible to carry any more than just the, the camera bodies that you've got on you. And for the ceremony, I don't want to be having to go to my, my, 
backup equipment bag to grab a longer lenses or to, to switch lenses if I need right. or whatever, unless I absolutely have to. I want those on me so that I can just do it wherever I'm standing. <laughs> uh, and in general, I try and not change lenses at all during a, a ceremony unless absolutely necessary. But, but um, um, yeah, that's the where I probably have most equipment on me so I don't have to be running back to something. Uh, there's almost no time uh, during most ceremonies to to do that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm making a huge generalization. There are some ceremonies, there's an, there's an hour of time to do whatever you need, but uh, I want what I need on me then versus a reception where it's like if I got my 24 on there or my 35 or whatever, it'll probably cover 99% of what I need. Right. Ceremony, not so much. You need something longer, you need something wider, You know, basically at the same time. <laughs> um, so. I, I foresee a lot of um, hate mail coming in uh, from people with hold fast. So no, whatever. I've, I've worn one before, and it does do amazing things they, for your cool. your body and your posture and the distribution of weight. And uh, also you know, looks feeling cool. good. Yeah, it looks cool. It all depends, but um, it, it also like if you're feeling better, you're probably taking better pictures. So I'm not saying there's no place for that, but um, it's for me a little too limiting in what I can actually have on me. Uh, so yeah. that's just my own preference, but. Yeah. yeah, and then um, shoot, 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 ceremony's done. Hopefully they've said, and now you can kiss. You grab the kiss. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they're walking back out. Do you tend to float uh, around for the whole recessional, or um, do you follow the bride and groom out? Well, you know, I used to make sure that I grab a photo of every recess- recessing person, um, but... I've given up that because that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, I've I've yeah. tried. I it's the problem is is like they're always walking too fast and you miss a couple people and I've never ever in my life like had somebody be like oh we really were hoping like that you could have gotten one more you know shot yeah. of like no, the bride and exactly. this particular bridesmaid and groomsman yeah. like recessing out. So I'm just I'm not worrying about it anymore. I don't think I as far as I know I don't know of any brides that like or grooms that really want that shot. So I'm not yeah. worrying about it. I'm just following them for just a quick second. I'm trying not to hover too much, but I, I try to be around the, um, the bride and groom for a second right afterwards. Cause yeah, there's I a mean, lot of emotion. There. That is the, one of the, if not the, I think peak time of the wedding day for emotions. They just did it. They're done. Yeah. Uh, they're either crying or they're laughing about it. Like that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Almost never have I walked back there and people are just like, okay, what's next? You know, it's like, actually, they're just kind of like, great. All right. Awesome. Well, let's uh, get these family uh, portraits done. That's like, funny. okay. <laughs> you know, hug a that's single funny. person. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I like to follow them. Uh, I'm totally on the fence. I just kind of read read the crowd in that situation. I do love getting parents as they're walking back because I think parents tend to have the biggest grins. That's true. Uh, recessing back out uh, than anybody else. But uh, yeah, um, okay, cool. And then like generally, I recommend. I think you do as well. We go right into family pictures from there. Everybody that's going to be there probably is by the end of the ceremony. Um, even some some late people, uh, you know, they're hopefully have arrived, and uh, it's easy to just throw them all back in the spot where they just got married and roll mm-hmm. through family pictures. Yeah, and I, I tend mm-hmm. to. This tends to be the point in the wedding where I make myself like abundantly. Like I establish myself abundantly clear as like I'm going to take a bunch of photos of everyone. 
I usually make a very, very loud announcement, and I'm like, yo, yeah. everybody, I'm Nathan Mitchell. Everybody say, hey, Nathan. And they're like, hi, Nathan. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's, let's knock out some family portraits, and everybody gets excited. Um, and I am super low stress um, on yeah. for, for family photos. It is actually kind of interesting how stressful certain family photo situations can be. Um, there can be divorces. There can be um, there can be you know some weird blood and stuff like that. Some people might not know they're supposed to be in photos. Some people might be very slow. Yeah, I, I try and lead with clear direction. Yeah. Get the parents, get the the immediate family, the nuclear family, first level people. Like they're going to be photographed in whatever way, and then layer that with a balance of like. Yeah. Any, any, you know, what do you want to do with like leave room for, um, uh, not interpretation, but, uh, improvisation sure. <laughs> with those pictures. Cause they're usually going to think about, Oh yeah, actually I do want this picture with this person that I hadn't realized until right now looking at this person. Like I try and make sure I am very clear, give good, concise direction, but people still feel like, Oh yeah, we have time for another picture with this other group of people. Um, just to keep it like a relaxed environment, but people are still like looking to me for what's next. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's fine. That's, um, and, and that's, that's what, what it should be. So, uh, and I think you mentioned this, I think I saw this on your Facebook wall a while back, but it was one of your, you, you know, your rant things. And it was like, it was like, um, family portraits are, you know, one of the more important photos, you know, most important times of the day for fo- photos. So like do them well. And, uh, and I like that because that's true in a lot of cases. It, and you know what? It's funny shooting a lot of Indian weddings. Like this is like the thing, the thing yeah. with Indian weddings is pose group photos. Like that's all they want. So yeah. like with, um, translating that into like, you know, a standard wedding, these are documentation, especially like in the, 20s and stuff when photos were just starting to become popular um, for the everyday person like it was very important to have you know it established I you know am with this person at this place this is the photo to prove it and um, that's that mentality carries over into the the 2000s the 21st century but like I like that you know what, I, what just popped into my head? What? Have you have you seen? I'm sure you've seen like the uh, Family Guy like jokes about it or whatever. Where um, like pictures taken back in the 1920s, like you did not smile, like no, you yeah. you had a, a composed serious. And uh, I, I this popped in my head because I just posted a picture on Facebook in the middle of this podcast and somebody was like, Sam, I love your work, but, uh, you know, I, I don't understand pictures like this where people look away. They, they look bored to death and not happy at all. There, I said it. Now I'll look away, pun not intended, and mind my own business. I just told them then, you know, I'd recommend you don't have them do that in your own photos if that's not something you're into. But I, I think it's so funny how it's transitioned from like that. It was unusual to be smiling while being camera aware back mm-hmm. in the day. And then once the technology got good enough, it was 
now a thing that you had to smile for every picture, um, which in my opinion is much creepier <laughs> than uh, just looking like your normal composed self the yeah. whole time. And I want to someday start doing fa- a, a couple family shots where people are just stoic and just looking at down the barrel of the camera with no no cheese plastered smile. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be awesome to do a whole series of family pictures like that. But um, yeah, and speaking of expression for family pictures, do you have any... Um, I don't have any go-to like one-liners to make people laugh all the time. I try and do them incredibly fast because people, I think, when they do plaster that smile on, uh, it's about three to five seconds before it yeah. uh, looks forced. Um, so if you can just start shooting right from the get-go, get it done in less than like ten seconds a group, then it feels very much like we're getting stuff done. Our, my smile looks good; it's not forced, and I don't have to like sit there and pull out one-liners twenty times over. But absolutely, and. I, I agree. I think just roll through them quickly, um, efficiently, and because the the thing is, people get, especially family who are not there to be photographed, um, they can get very antsy, and they can get you know, and and they can they can be like, all right, you know, this is kind of taking a while, and you yeah. don't want that. You want to just like roll through it. Um, yeah, get get people out the door so that you can get off to you know to couples portraits and you know it's great to document them but other than that um just make sure that they look good and yeah i take a moment before each and every group to like clearly make eye contact with every person one at a time and then look them up and down so that they know that i'm like looking for and i'll fix little things even if it's tiny tiny just so that people know that i'm i'm totally detail oriented at this time of the day and and trying to and do my best um yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So you rock through family pictures. We uh, then steal the the whole bridal party. Usually, I think is what I normally go for is the big big group shots first. Yep. Knock those out somewhere and hopefully a walkable perimeter or not perimeter uh, distance from from where the ceremony was. Um, I tend to not like when everybody piles into a giant car and goes somewhere else for pictures just because it takes, you know, every extra person that's in the bridal party, it takes an extra minute, it feels like, to get them. So you have 20 oh, people. Absolutely. It's like a 20-minute ordeal just to get everybody on the damn bus. <laughs> like, you know, it, it can be at least. That's yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that. I was recently, or, you know, or you have the bride who's bustling her dress and, um, you know, and meanwhile, there's, you know, 20 people on a bus waiting for them to go somewhere. Yeah. So for instance, there was a wedding I was shooting a few months ago. Um, and long story short, everything was fine, but, um, we were on our, we needed to get from Georgetown to the Jefferson Memorial and back, um, Ooh. in like a little, in like about an hour. And mm. Um, the thing is we didn't even make it like after, like we were supposed to be on the bus, um, mm-hmm. at, I think it was like four thirty. we mm-hmm. ended up getting on the bus at like, at, like the bus ended up leaving at like four forty-five. So we're already mm-hmm. 15 minutes behind light is starting to fade at this point because it's November and we get to the Jefferson Memorial Everybody piles out. We knock out the photos, but by the time photos are done, like it's night time. And so it's 5.30 before we're even back on the bus. And then we like, Oof. you know, we headed back and yeah. we were a little bit, like we, we were still fine. They built in like a ton of time to the, the cocktail hour, but 
that whole getting in a bus thing, going somewhere, like that's great and everything, but just I think brides, you know, or you like planning leading up to the wedding need to let the bride know schedule wise, this is gonna be something that probably gets off kilter. That's if nothing goes wrong. Like right. Not a, it's very common for one or two people to disappear for whatever reason, and you know maybe the bathroom is in the basement and they're like using it for ten minutes or whatever. It's just like okay, this is this becomes a problem uh, more often than I would prefer. I think. And the wedding I had this past Saturday was perfect. The way that they had it set up, we did the first look where they got ready. Got an Uber, drove to the portrait gallery, just me and the bride and groom, took some awesome pictures around there, uh, drove back to the venue where the bridal party was all waiting, knocked through knocked through the photos there. And the bridal party had arrived there and gotten there on their own. Everybody was dressed and just waiting around for photos to start. And then uh, the bride and groom just, just, you know, we inserted them into that whole process after after we got back. So anyway, it was, awesome. it was ideal. Yeah, I loved it. But okay, so bridal party's done. Uh, I normally do that first and then kind of send them away yep. uh, to, to, to photograph the bride and groom um, alone, if, 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 if at all possible. Maybe bring one bridesmaid or somebody to help with the dress so that you know the bride feels taken care of and yeah. has a helping hand, especially if it's a big, complicated dress or something like that. But um, I, I don't mind when a couple people tag along. The, if they're distracting I think and it's funny, good. Yeah. Then that's e- it's easier to make them laugh. Like lean on that person to uh, make them feel awkward and giggly. <laughs> don't, uh, I mean, yeah, embrace that, I think. As long as they're not totally distracting or trying to dictate the ideas for the shots for you. That's the worst. That can be, yeah. It's like, I, oh, take the flowers and, and do this. Like, I'm just like, oh, no. no. I mean, quickly slap <laughs> that person. Whap. Yeah. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, you've done, okay, the dress looks great. Leave. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, I mean, we could probably talk about, you know, shooting portraits. Um, yeah, I don't think we need you know, to go into time, that whole, but, yeah, that's a, an entire approach. But, for yeah, I try and keep the direction and, like, picture-taking, I'm-in-charge approach to just once or twice on the entire wedding day. And then the rest, my mode is just totally documentarian. Um, yeah. And, and it's either it's either one or the other. I don't bounce back and forth, and I don't mix it up. It's like I'm not saying anything, or I'm saying everything, <laughs> right? Um, as far as direction. So, yeah. and while you're off shooting couples portraits, if you have a second shooter, that's the time when they should. I probably be a cocktail hour grabbing photos of that. Um, yeah, unless that's you, ideal. Unless you mm-hmm. need them there to help you with some kind of lighting situation or. Or if you just want them around, you know, whatever. I mean, you could have a really cool second shooter. but <laughs> Yeah, and I like when a second shooter takes a few minutes with the bride and groom to try their own idea because yeah. it lets me unplug and then kind of come up with something. I always come up with something I hadn't considered um, when, when I have a minute or two to just look around instead of have to be engaging in conversation and, and you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, okay, we're done with portraits. Roll back to the reception, wherever it may be. And, uh, yeah, at that point, I'm, I'm usually considering a bounce flash if I need it or I'm uh, saying hi to the DJ, again, yeah. making introductions with the... Uh, I kind of left out. I um, I'll usually try and find whoever's in charge at the church as well, or at least the officiant to just say, "Hey, yes. you know, this is pretty straightforward. You're going to break into a disco dance at some point, or let me know if something unusual uh, is going to happen." Um, yeah, it's good to kind of make introductions at each and every place that changes. Yeah, and and it is good to know cer- certain, for instance, like certain like 
Episcopalian churches or Anglican churches don't allow, uh, may not allow photography or may yeah. or, or something like that. And there's sometimes, you know, you can you can go in there and you can be like, hey, like I'm super awesome. I'm not going to get in the way. Like let me just do what I can to grab a few photos. And sometimes, uh, unfortunately. That was not the case in my own wedding for you. I know, but, what the uh, heck, man? But uh, but sometimes <laughs> no they, they can of throw you a bone and um, yeah. and allow you to shoot a, a little bit more than they would let the average. I, I could see shoot. that being the one case where dressing like a guest and just not making any effort to approach anybody <laughs> related to the church would pay off. Oh, totally. You just start doing your thing and don't, don't worry about it because <laughs> uh, they'll almost never interrupt you or whatever. But um, I wonder. Yeah, anyway. I saw, uh, I saw one guy yeah. on, on um, a forum that I was, I was looking at say that he was shooting this wedding and he got to the ceremony and the, you know, the church staff came up to him and said, hey, there's no photos at all out. And he's like, what? And um, so he was not allowed to take any photos, but mm. there was an Uncle Bob there that was just yep. shooting like direct flash, you know, like this. And so he went up to the Uncle Bob and was like, he he told this is not something I recommend, but I think it worked out for him. Where he was basically like, shoot as much as you can, and I want your photos, <laughs> like because. And he did. He just he went and shot around, and like nobody stopped him. And I'm like, what the heck, people? What the heck? Yeah, yeah. It's a total double standard, and it's totally unnecessary, but. Yeah. Anyway, so um, reception. Okay. Your, uh, I, yeah, I say hi to the DJ. Usually, they have a printout of kind of if if not the exact timeline, then the order that they're going to do stuff. And I usually try and grab an iPhone picture of that just to make conversation or, and just to have it so that I have some sense of what's coming next. But um, not always necessary either. Right. But yeah, I mean, the reception at that point, the reception should probably be pretty standard, um, pretty pretty straightforward. Just just try and be everywhere and get get a lot of get a lot of people my, my approach is to just kind of get, see see where emotion is on display and grab that uh, see where um, some action is and and grab that and yeah you know that's the best yeah, you can I mean, do you just have to kind of be completely aware of everything that's within your focal length range of where you happen to be standing. <laughs> and that be, is where I'm hypersensitive. Like if I have the 50 on, I'm looking in the frame of a 50 yes, everywhere. Yes, absolutely. And, and if I have a 24 on, I'm looking at 24, yeah. I mean, and then I kind of ignore everything else outside of that zone mm -hmm. um, to a degree, you know. You're, yeah, you're looking for other things, but in terms of how you're approaching the shot, like you have to be so fast on, on in receptions to, to grab um, the grab little moments. That, yeah, if you um, see like an amazing like emotional thing happening across the room, chances are by the time you run over there and look like an idiot getting to it, it's mm -hmm. past. You missed it. Like right. you need to concentrate on what's around you and what's attainable. Um, right, and and it's okay. Uh, that's the other thing. It's okay to like if you know that there's something happening over there that you're not gonna that you just are not gonna get in time. You know, make your way over there if you can, um, and. You know, if you if you're not going to get it, that's fine. Like, be okay with that. But yeah. grab some, but some grab. things are meant to live in the memory of the people involved, and that's it. <laughs> right, and <laughs> that's fine, opinion, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, no, I, I think a lot of photographers struggle, particularly with the entrance shots. You have crazy dance moves sometimes, people running in, the light is is variable because they're moving across the huge distance in the room. Can be tough, um, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's one of the higher risk points of the day. I still generally shoot them at f1.4 <laughs> yeah. and just take, take it. High risk, uh, high reward. Yeah, exactly. Um, those are so goofy and silly anyway. A lot of times it's like, I think people are happy with whatever you get. Um, and I've never had, again, somebody say like, oh, you know, what happened mm-hmm. to my second maid of honor's entrance dance? You know? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I haven't either. Um, but still, you know, of course do your best to, to get it. But, and then otherwise just like knowing the, knowing this, the schedule and kind of knowing what's going to happen, being aware of, of, yeah. of everything. Yeah. And, um, taking time taking time to also to eat um is really important <laughs> and this yeah, is kind of like always, a weird thing but I, a, I prep the couple with like please ask your vendor or food provider to have me eat when you eat that yeah. way when you're done uh, i'm done <laughs> yeah i i some people have it in their contract that they need like a hot meal or whatever uh, i don't have that in my contract but i do kind of establish beforehand like be really awesome if we can eat at the same time. Yeah. Um, as, I as come to every wedding with the assumption that I won't be able to eat. I come fully prepared with a couple bottles of water and some beef jerky most of the time. <laughs> Gotta get that protein. Um, yeah, it just <laughs> ties me over. And then, of course, some Tylenol. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, man. as soon as I start feeling achy, I pop one of those and I'm good. Nice. Yep. So you heard it here. Beef jerky and painkillers is the way to... <laughs> Cover your receptions for four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and then um, towards the end of the night, um, do you like to take them out for some more portraits? Yeah, I wait until whatever formalities are going to happen have, have happened. And, uh, you know, cake cutting, all that stuff is done. Hopefully, full on with dancing. Everybody's just open dance floor. Uh, give them 30 minutes, an hour of that. And then, hey, guys, you know, pop out maybe once you've covered the beginning of all the dancing, get your idea, then find them and say, you know, hey, guys, it's, and I've, try and find them um, earlier rather than later. I don't want that to be the last thing I do before I leave because the longer you wait, the more drunk they are and the Ooh, man. High, higher risk you're just wasting your time. Uh, yeah, not always. Some people can handle it just fine, but it's a little easier when they're still coherent or uh, clearly like still have balance and everything. Dude, I got to tell so. you about a, um, <laughs> a, a wedding I was shooting in Frederick uh, years ago. And um, I waited too long for to to do night portraits, and it was like yeah. such a great night for night portraits. Um, I had no clue that the bride would drink this much, but you know the bride got sloshy, like totally yeah. sloshed. <laughs> and I took him out, and she could barely stand up. And I was trying to take these photos, and it was. It's just yeah, kind of pitiful, I, and I and I. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is when I need you to hold the most still that I've needed the entire day. Yeah, it's like, like there's like, not yeah. as much light, and uh, <laughs> and so I don't know. I was like going through the photos afterward because by the by the end of it, I was like, okay, here, let's sit down on these church steps, and I was grabbing a couple of photos, and she was just like super. She was just so happy, and she, and like the groom was like so happy, and they were like wrapping their arms around each other, and but the photos like did not turn out because like <laughs> because she just looks ridiculous, and so yeah. it is important to grab that beforehand. Um, yeah, sooner rather than later. It's yeah. it's yeah ideal, and and um, the rest of that that wedding was amazingly awesome. Uh, 
man, the photos are, are great, but it was just that night night session just didn't work because it was too late. Yeah. yeah, and you know, at the end of the night, if if you're only there for eight hours and there's still stuff to be done, uh, if they're dancing for another couple hours, um, I know it's really tempting, like right at that eight hour mark, to to okay, I'm done, let's go. Right, <laughs> but. Um, you know, any amount of time you can stay and cover stuff beyond your committed time is just a huge win in terms of your last in-person experience with them. This is probably the last time you see them. Right. Uh, most and deliveries done over email and all that. Uh, you want them that have an incredibly high opinion of you. <laughs> absolutely. And I've gotten referrals from clients who, you know, who were like, Nathan like kind of went a little bit above and beyond what you know what I figured a, a standard wedding photographer would do, um, and so we decided to go with you because of that. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome! Um, Absolutely. And yep. and honestly, that extra half hour or whatever you know past when you're supposed to be done um, is key. Uh, yeah, I, I and, like and pivoting away from just all day coverage made that a thing. Like if you're supposed to be there all Absolutely. day, they don't care if you've been shooting 12 hours, you're supposed to be. So it's, they don't appreciate it as much. That's kind of a normal human, human nature. Um, I tend to get tipped way better uh, shooting eight hour weddings than I do shooting unlimited mm-hmm. coverage. <laughs> uh, I literally got a $300 tip this last weekend. Ooh, and nice. Like, yeah. Um, and things ran a little late and I stayed a little later and maybe that had something to do with it, but like that is all the more consistent since switching to eight hours instead of all day. Uh, I still have all day coverage as an option, but it's usually, it's, it's an expensive add on. So normally not taken advantage of, but yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that's, so that, so, and that that's kind of like the, the I never, the I put, day. I put all my stuff away except for one camera and one usually wide lens to get a shot of the venue as I'm walking away. That's mm-hmm. my thing. And, uh, then I immediately take, uh, the number one card slot of each camera and put the SD cards in my pocket. Those never leave my side until I get home and unload the pictures. The secondary slot never, the card doesn't leave my camera ever. I keep them in there until I reformat for the next wedding. And the reason, the reason, and I do that as well. And the, and the reason for that is, you know, I know, and I know you know, Sam, of like way too many horror stories of like at no fault of the photographer, but they left their gear in their car for like five minutes and they went inside to grab like something from Seven Eleven. They came out, everything's gone. Um, yeah, I've heard of it happening at the venue where they, they, they load in their car and then they say, oh, we need to say bye to the, the, the bride and groom. They leave, come back, their car's broken into, right. all their shit's gone. That and is when people have seen that you're clearly hauling a lot of expensive photography equipment and that's when you're at the highest risk of like, oh, the car's still there and they're not anymore. I bet their stuff's in there. Right, and, and as ugh. tough as it, you know, as as mean as it may be to, to say, I mean, I don't mean to be mean or anything, but that is their fault. Um, you know, in in terms of, in terms of losing their photographs, not, not that their gear got stolen, but, you know, taking the card out, putting it in your pocket, having it on you just in case everything you own gets stolen, except for the client's precious irreplaceable memories. That's fine. A little thing. (laughs) Um, so you, so yeah, absolutely. And, and go as soon as you get home, throw them in and back them up right away i have 
I cannot tell you the number of times is well, I could probably tell you it's probably like three or four times where I have like not offloaded the the card like the night of and I've got like a engagement shoot or something the next day and then I've got to shoot the next day after that and I just haven't gotten and by the time I like a week goes by and I realize, oh my goodness, I never offloaded these wedding photos. What oh, am I that's thinking? That's terrifying. Yeah, that's yeah. horrible. That's ridiculous. I've never done that, thankfully. Oh my gosh, uh, I've yeah, probably done it like three times. Anytime I get home is back those shits up. Yes, <laughs> you have to back it up. As soon as you get back, no excuse at all. Um, yeah. I care how you are, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that's kind of how. That's a pretty I, good outline of a wedding day. Yeah, yeah kind of how, how I would that. do it. <laughs> And again, it's all sort of in the name of like not creating too much work for yourself, um, but really getting what you need, on mm-hmm. a, you know, and and getting what you know your client will want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, we're we're already at over an hour, so I think Dang. that that wraps it up. I don't do anything the next day except sit around and watch movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so there's not much to talk about <laughs> once you get home. Unfortunately yeah. for me, I'm almost always. I don't know. I just always find myself doing engagement shoot the next day. I don't know. What, oh, geez, what it I try is. never to schedule that. Yeah, I don't mind doing a second wedding as long as I've if I've got a couple months to mentally prepare for a double and a triple, I'm fine. But if I have a, a an engagement shoot that popped up the week before and I suddenly have to do that, that's a problem. I, I don't function well. <laughs> yeah, like that at all. Oh, dude. Yeah, I. The problem is, is like I've always just kind of lived my life by like not really caring how much I hurt doing things. So I just, you know, <laughs> you know, I've, it, yeah. I've gotten up for church. You know, I, you, in fact, I almost all, I've been running audio for this church for a long time and I'm almost always having to get up at like 6am on the <laughs> next, the next day and like crank through eight hours of like audio running and Ugh. it's intense, but you know, I just kind of keep it going. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I I can handle that crazy work schedule, but it has to be something that I've been able to mentally prepare for. If it's something that popped up the week before, then oh, it's a problem. Yeah, and absolutely. usually I'm just dreading it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. You're just like, ugh. If I know it as I'm booking it or going into it a year out, then yeah, I'm good. But anyway. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, our thanks to Photo Booth Supply Company for sponsoring this episode. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, make sure if you guys get a chance, rate us on iTunes. That's a huge, huge help. And I know it's a real big pain in the butt to go do that. But uh, yeah, but it's until, great. Yeah, especially on the on the early days of this podcast, it's, I, it's very helpful. And I also know that you will get um, a very uh, wonderful sense of happiness after doing it. I've yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So just know um, that. You will have, yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, check out the show notes too. We'll, we'll post a link to Photo Booth Supply Company and, and you can find links to our work in the show notes. And uh, yeah, until next time. All right. Well, uh, All right. see you later, Sam. All right. Bye. bye.